get ready for the greatest radio experience you've ever had. I'm talking about Nerd Alert with your host, Marty McGeek. Wait, we're not on the radio? Podcast? What's a podcast? Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nerd Alert. I'm your host, Marty McGeek. Well, today is the day we've been waiting for. Spider-Man No Way Home is out today. Um, I know it came out last night, and some people already started watching it. Uh, But because of that, we are going to talk Spider-Man. So I have a special guest with me today, a Spider-Man enthusiast and expert, KT. Hey, how's it going, KT? Welcome to the podcast. Uh, It's going pretty good. I appreciate you having me on. All right, awesome. So I know we got the new movie coming out. Uh, we were talking about it, you and I, before uh, off the podcast about the Spider-Man movies, Spider-Man cartoons. Um, you know, you had the recent animated movie Into the Spider-Verse. So there's a lot of stuff to cover. But basically, rather than go through all the movies, we were looking at what was the best movie, in your opinion, that's come out so far out of the Spider-Man franchise and what is the worst movie and then we're going to touch a little bit on the cartoons let's start with the cartoons now when i was a kid i grew up watching spider-man his amazing friends i don't know if you're familiar with that that's before your time probably but spider-man his amazing friends was a part of my everyday saturday you know saturday morning will come on this came out in 1981 this had spider-man iceman and firestar and you know it was kind of silly and you know campy yeah, like Campy, that. definitely. Yeah. But uh, you had the little dog, Miss Lion. And of course, you had Aunt May on there. But it was a great cartoon. Um, I really enjoyed the voice acting. I thought they did a good job on there. You had uh, Dan Gavilson. You had Frank Welker, who we know Frank Welker from the um, uh, other animated uh, cartoons. Like he's been in Scooby Doo. Uh, of course, we know him as Megatron. Um, it's, he's done Soundwave. I mean, he's done quite a few uh, voices. So it was a real popular uh, cartoon growing up. Did you catch any of that, or did you watch any of those episodes? It was like, uh, so uh, back when I was a little bit younger, they had a lot of those shows, you know, it was like on Netflix. So, uh, yeah, like mainly the this, this Spider-Man TV show, you know, that I would mm-hmm. watch. Amazing Friends was on there, but I... Uh, I watched all of the '90s Spider-Man. Yeah, that's a good one too. Like, that was a real it's good pretty one. good, and uh, and I came to find out just the other day that uh, Christopher Daniel Barnes, the guy who voices uh, Spider-Man in the '90s show, actually got to voice him in like uh, a lot of a lot of the future video games and stuff like that. So he's been with synonymous with the character for a long time. Yeah, that's pretty awesome because uh, the Spider-Man games have been pretty good. I know I've. You know, they got the ones on, to me, I remember like the, the old PlayStation one stuff, but they really started getting good, like on PlayStation 2, 3, 4. I mean, there's been very good games on this. Uh, I like the open concept where you're, it's a little bit like GTA, where you can go anywhere, do these side missions. Um, yeah. And it's just, uh, they've really kind of opened things up with the character. And I think they've made some real good games because there's been some missteps, as you probably, I don't know if you've played, but. Uh, Superman on Nintendo 64 where you're just flying through rings with mind, mindless <laughs> nonsense. I mean, yeah. it's like one of the I, worst games ever made. It's just yeah, awful. Worst game of all time. Like, <laughs> for, 
for the most iconic superhero all the time that made the worst game. That's- yeah, probably my favorite out of all the superheroes is Superman. And to not have a good Superman game has been kind of a travesty. But I know we're talking about Spider-Man, but just kudos to them for doing a good Spider-Man game because... You know, you got the little crappy ones on, uh, you know, Game Boy Advance or whatever like that. I mean, they can only do so much on there, but uh, they really kind of started turning around. Because you had some kind of sorrier games on the older, if I remember correctly, I think there's a Super Nintendo, Spider-Man or something. They're not great. They're okay. No, they're like side-scroller beat-em-up type stuff. Yeah, right. And so, you know, and of course you got to use them on the uh, Marvel fighting game, Marvel Superhero. Uh, was uh, it Maximum? Kind of yeah, Maximum Spider, right? Is that what his little movie? Yeah, that was his ultimate movie. <laughs> so he has, he's had some good appearances on there, and he's done some good stuff. That web, shooting his webs and stuff like that. So I think that's pretty cool. But in terms of the cartoons, yeah, it looks like you had Spider-Man's Amazing Friends. You had the great '90s cartoon, and and moving along that same vein, what did you think of the? Uh, animated film the one that they released um was it a couple years ago uh, into spider-verse right uh honestly i thought it was fantastic really um just the art style was definitely popped is very like and the story itself is something we like to see i mean it's like ultimate spider-man mixed with a lot of different things i mean miles is a fan favorite for a lot of people you know he's not the same peter parker not the same story we see all the time you know I mean, nobody wants to see Uncle Ben get shot 20 times. Yeah, you know, it's, it's the same thing. Like, we don't want to see Batman's parents get shot over and over again. Yeah. But it was um, it was like a breath of fresh air from, you know, the, the constant Spider-Man we get. And then it was it was something different. And it was, it was yeah. really interesting to see. Yeah, I agree with you because I liked kind of the washed up Spider-Man who's, you know, He's got a belly, he's, you know. He's, you know, he kind of out of shape, and he's trying yeah, to help been, this younger been doing woman. Doing it for a long time. Yeah, and he's kind of uh, burnt out almost. He's, you know, kind of sad life. He's not with MJ, right? And so, yeah, uh, it, it's cool to see that take on it. And Miles is a nice infusion to that because I, I remember his character from the comic book. So I think they did that pretty well. Some of the purists may not like this. Uh, I know, like Johnny, the critical critic has a big problem with kingpin being able to throw cars i have to agree kingpin cannot throw cars <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know what that was artistic licensing but the purists would probably hate stuff like that but you know i look past that kind of nonsense to kind of look at the uh you know the movie itself which i thought was pretty right. good i like i liked uh, the take on doc ock being the female and uh she's actually kind of nice to him i remember that movie and i watched it she was real nice to him then when she realizes he's spider-man or whatever uh you know it kind of changes uh, so i thought that was pretty cool but yeah overall i really enjoyed that one and i think if i'm not mistaken they're talking about a sequel have you heard anything on that uh yeah they uh, they dropped the trailer for the sequel i believe uh, two weeks ago and this one's supposed to have a uh, spider-man 299 in it oh um, wow that's awesome yeah i have those comic books yeah so. Yeah, Spider-Man 2099, uh, a lot of people don't know, they made the 2099 comics um, when I was probably in my early 20s, if I'm not mistaken, maybe a little before then, they started uh, making this these 2099, they had Punisher 2099, they had uh, Spider-Man 2099, they had a few others, I think, uh, maybe Nomad or something like that, but the, the more popular ones was Spider-Man and uh, the Punisher, which I... I bought those comics for a while and they were pretty good um 
So that's neat to see that because I've always wondered why they haven't used more of that character. That was Miguel O'Hara was uh, the person that was a Spider-Man in this in that series, which was which takes place in the future. Which reminds me a little bit of like Batman Beyond, which is fantastic. Yeah. You know, I think that's the next step on Batman. Talking about that real briefly is that I think with this new movie coming out with Flash and and the old Batman Michael Keaton, it's paving the way for them to eventually maybe bring us Batman Beyond which if we're we're talking about doing the Spider-Man they can bring in Spider-Man 2099 maybe so i think there's there's so many possibilities for us as uh fans as viewers of the movies the cartoons there's a lot of good stuff coming up so we moved on uh we're we're on those now so the next thing i, I i'm going to ask you is what in your opinion let's start with the worst what is the worst out of the newer movies not the old made for tv movies but out of the newer movies starting with the Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield to now Tom Holland, what is the worst Spider-Man movie in your opinion? To me, it's got to be uh The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, wow. So you think that one is worse than Spider-Man 3 with uh Topher Grace's uh, awful Venom and uh I, just I, a... I do. I I really do. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, there's um there's a lot of elements in Spider-Man Three that you know are that, that make the film still enjoyable. You know, it's 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 at least slightly cohesive. Do I think a lot of things were rushed in Spider-Man Three? Yeah, but Amazing Spider-Man Two tried to be like four movies at once, and that was that was its problem. Yeah, I agree with you there. And I was talking another podcast to um, a couple of people about this. I think Chicano Vega and um, Johnny the Critical Critic. We brought up a few things that. And even Boy Blue on one of the uh, podcasts that my belief, and I've heard about it on some of these movies, is that the producers get involved and they start changing things up because the movie gets big. They have all these grandiose ideas. They've never read the comics. They know nothing about the cartoon series, the movie series, and they yeah, have they, their they idea. They know what's popular. Yeah, and they have their idea of what they think would infuse even more money into these movies. So like, all right, this is going to generate. Uh, more interest so i mean it's going to generate more money but that doesn't always go hand in hand it's better to have a, a cohesive story like you were saying you don't want to put too many ingredients in the pot because you're going to ruin it if you're trying to make a nice beef stew you need to stick with the, the ingredients that are supposed to be in it you start adding caramel or whatever because you think it's going to go great it's going to ruin the whole stew and that's what happens an example of two of the, the movies that are awful i think in amazing spider-man 2 and and uh, Spider-Man 3. I'd have to say I'm inclined to agree with you on my pick for worst would probably be Amazing Spider-Man 2 simply because it had so much potential I thought when you're getting into a third movie with Sam Raimi notoriously you're getting into like a third part of a movie maybe there's a few exceptions you know maybe Star Wars isn't that bad Return of the Jedi but it's not as good as Empire Strikes Back. Same thing with Godfather, one and two excellent, part three, not very well liked. There are exceptions to that. I mean, there are good movies that have made a third one, like, like Lord of the, the Rings. Rings. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say that. Return of the King is excellent, probably one of the best ones. So um, there are exceptions to that rule, but that being said, I think they tried to do too much, um, adding too many things into it. Sam Raimi's vision for part three, getting back to that was, Sandman and, and and kind of building on that character and he had a story set up and I believe 
yeah, and and the new goblin and the, and, the, and the dynamic between him and Harry because he killed his father Norman Osborn, right. the Green Goblin, and so I think that could have been a great movie. But then, uh, you know, these things got ad- added in. We want to see Venom. It wasn't time. Let's put a skinny Topher Grace in it from that 70s show. Not a good choice. Awful. No. Just the way they handled that. So that ruins and that's that. almost as bad as Jesse Eisenberg is next to her. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not quite as bad because that's horrible. That's probably yeah. all time worse. But but then adding the little the, the nonsense with the suit making him go bad and he's dancing on the street. Just just absurd stupid nonsense okay <laughs> i mean it's to the point where I'm, I'm i get angry about it now let's move to amazing spider-man 2 same thing could have been good you had a good gwen stacy you had a you had if you're going to bring in um jamie fox that's fine he's a fantastic actor i like django and i all these other movies that he's been in okay that's not a problem um and i don't and i'm not saying it's him that you know maybe he was uh uh, on this you know wanted his character to shine more or whatever i don't think that's it i think he played the part he was supposed to play and he did it well the problem was the writing maybe or uh the storyline the arc i just don't think it was it was done very well and so i think the idea was... of him being like a spider-man fan was cool but just the way they handled that was dumb and the way the power was done it was just it was what eels or something what was it eels yeah it, it yeah, was yeah. electric electric eels gave him his powers <laughs> and and, uh, and 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 don't forget that uh like the electricity also fixed the gap in his teeth like how does that make sense oh <laughs> i'm like yeah like i didn't know eels did dental work I, that was yeah. like oh yeah eel dental i think they did, yeah right uh, like, eel, eel dental <laughs> No, you're right because I, I was like, okay, eels. I mean, what? When I remember watching this, and I was so excited because a lot of people, and I've said this on other podcasts before. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you what my favorite Spider-Man movie is, but I'm just going to say this: The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. When I went to see that at the theater, I think I even told you. I told some of the people. I go, listen to me. This is one of the best Spider-Man movies I've ever seen in terms of. The way his character is supposed to be with the web shooters, the power, all the things that you saw in there were just fantastic. I just thought it they was were. great. And it was just such a, such a good movie. And then again, somebody sticks their claws into it. Producers, some guy Jack in the in the in the boardroom, or he's 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 got his opinion. They've got this movie ready. They got the you know the storyboards ready. They're ready to go. And this guy says, "I think we need to have Electro and." Get this, he's gonna get his powerful eels, eels, eels. and and, uh, and I don't know what. I guess he was he's producer. He, he's he's part of the money behind it, so they have to do it. And thanks, Jack, you ruined. Which you know, not only did you ruin part two, but it could have been a great part two and then a part three, which we really deserved was Andrew Garfield because he did a great job. I liked him. What did you think of Thank Andrew Garfield? I believe Andrew Garfield was really good in Spider Man. I believe. Especially when he's in the suit, you know, as Spider-Man, I think yes. he's he's so like so far that I've seen probably the best. Uh, yeah. Now, now his Peter Parker, I believe that they, they lean too far away from the nerd outsider. I believe he was. I think he was too much, not Peter Parker enough, really. Um, 
Yeah, I think the nerdiest one that that did the best is probably Tobey Maguire to me. Yes, I think he's the nerdiest Peter Parker that he should be. I've I've always uh, I've always given that Tobey's always had the best Peter. Uh, I think that Andrew is like leagues and bounds uh, the best Spider-Man, especially the way he quips and you know how uh, yes how he acts stuff like that. That's exactly how Spider-Man would like would act. Yeah, the way and, he kind of talks trash and is real quick yeah. with one stuff, and he—I agree with you physically. He's long and lean. He's more of what you'd see as a Spider-Man, and yeah, I, he, I, I just was good, you know. And then Tom, for me, he's probably the—he's just a good balance between the two. He's, yeah. He doesn't—he doesn't cap him out in any area, like, um, like above, above and beyond, out, outshine any of them. But he's probably the best balanced uh, Spider-Man we've seen on screen. Yeah, I think it's a good mixture of the two. He comes across as a little nerdy. Uh, he comes across as uh, a, a, a kind of a skinny yet kind of strong guy that can get this done. Uh, if he was a little, I think, a little bit taller, a little leaner, I think it would work for him. But obviously, he, he is who he is. But he he does spring across kind of a, a boyish type of thing. Like, uh, he's a kid more than the other two, I think. Because even Tobey Maguire as the nerd didn't seem as much a kid as Tom Holland seems like a kid in the first Spider-Man which right. I think yeah, that he did, did that really well they really nailed the um, the high school aspect in yes. Spider-Man yeah and I like his friend what's his friend's name Ned uh, Ned yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did a good job with that and of course the yeah, gorgeous, um, gorgeous Aunt May Marissa Tomei on there oh, yeah, was a made, nice touch made, made Aunt May very attractive yeah very very much so but um, um yeah, so, like, and that is actually um, from the Miles comic books, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, neat. Okay, because I, I mean, I've read those. Oh man, it's been many a year. Probably as about as old as you are. And uh, I remember reading stuff like that back in the day. And I was like, okay, because um, I, I can swear that I seen his character, read some stuff, or maybe seen his stuff. You know, uh, talked about in say video games and things like that. So. It's like okay, I think he's a cool character, and I'm glad they finally uh, brought him into one of the uh, movies. Which yeah, maybe we'll see a live action one. I think that would be cool. It would be, you know, and they ref- they referenced it to, um, in Spider Man Homecoming, where um, the guy Spider Man tried to intimidate in the garage is uh, was Miles Morales's uncle, is, and they alluded. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. And, yeah, and um, but. And Ned is supposed to, in the comics, is Miles' best friend. He actually becomes the Hobgoblin in the Ultimate Comics. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, so now we talked about the worst, man. Let's talk about the best. What is your pick for the best Spider-Man out of the newer stuff that's out? Uh, from Starting from the 2002 Tobey Maguire to, like, we haven't seen, I don't know if you've seen the new one. I haven't seen it yet, but, you know, we, we can kind of judge it on the last two movies also with Tom Holland. What do you, Who do you think? Played the best Spider-Man or had the best Spider-Man movie so far. I mean, it's, I gotta give it to the obvious answer. I mean, Spider-Man Two. Uh, Spider-Man Two. That's my choice as well. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be not just best Spider-Man. It's one of the best superhero films that's out there, really. Yeah, um, it was so good. You had, you know, Doctor Octopus. Um, you had uh, a great storyline with MJ. Um, I just think it was. You, you can't beat it. You had. Um, Alfred Molina, who plays uh, Dr. Octopus, a great actor, fantastic actor. 
and it's cool he's coming back for the next for this new movie too it's just amazing yeah he he plays Dr. Dark Ark almost to perfection you know Mm -hmm. and it's and how is his relationship to Peter and you know it's a it's a great dynamic you know the story of how he's trying to fight between two lives between you know for responsibility that living up to what his uncle wants him to do and uh, and at the beginning of the movie uh, Doc Ock is you know what he wants to be he's got the girl he wants and he does his responsibility but he becomes consumed by it which is you know which is and that's why Spider-Man at the end finds the balance and that's what makes it such a great story yeah it's just so it's just well done I mean I'm thinking about some of the scenes in it, and it's like so well shot like where the reveal that that uh, Peter is Spider-Man and, and MJ sees him and fantastic acting by Kirsten Dunst where she says she looks at him and just is like lets out this like shocking gasp like oh, like I, I knew it like I knew it was you but now I see the confirmation just a little a little bit of acting there where she didn't even say anything but she's just like almost relieved that she, her her thoughts about this, her her um, she had uh, suspicions about it that are are finally revealed that to be true that oh you are Spider Man I see this now, but getting back to the the relationship with Doctor Octopus or, or Otto Octavius with Peter Parker, it was almost like a father figure which you saw in part one which is really good too, because you saw that father figure almost with Norman Osborn kind of seeing his son as a you know spoiled brat failure Harry and seeing Peter as like the son he always wanted and there's a dynamic a there with, yeah and it is a dynamic there of father son and they they play on that in the second movie a bit because you know if he hadn't succumbed to those things and that never happened that accident with the arms and his wife dying spoiler alert this movie is pretty old you should have seen it by now yeah um <laughs> This came out. In fact, I tell you, this came out in 2004. So, you guys have had as old as me. Nearly, yeah, you guys yeah. have had almost 20 years to watch this. I think you should have watched it by now. So, but before that happens, you know, if this doesn't happen, you could see maybe where he could have been that mentor to him, that father figure. He would have probably took him under his wing. And you know, Peter's a brilliant scientist. Also, he knows a lot of stuff, and so they could have really had this relationship together and kind of. You know, he would have been probably working for him or maybe helped him in his as Spider-Man. He probably would have shared a secret with him, helped him fight crime. It could have just been a good uh, partnership and, and mentorship. Right. But unfortunately, like you say, it takes this drastic turn. And and the thing of, of having this man that was so nice to him, so father figure, fatherly to him, turning into this monster who, because he's corrupted by the arms, which had their own AI, artificial intelligence, they're um, they're corrupting his mind to do these things and like you say consume he wants the power to do this thing that he's uh, done his whole life's work to get this portable energy or this this mini star or whatever he's doing so it was right. a good story man it was just a really well done story and the romantic aspect between uh, Peter and uh, MJ was just done so well. You could feel the tension, you know. Even as guys, we like to see stuff like that. You know, we're into the action and stuff, yeah. but we want to see a good story, uh, a good love story too. There's nothing wrong with that, man. It just kind of pulls on our heartstrings too. But just such a well done movie, man. Yeah, well, it really was well done, and uh, and it's uh, and I liked how Sam Sam Raimi, you know, 
uh, brought his his horror his horror roots into when Otto Octavius became you know Doc Doc instead when he you know the arms woke up and oh yeah and, yeah <laughs> that, and just killed all killed all the people in the hospital yeah and, they were in know, the uh, surgery room right they're gonna yeah, cut off the that's, arms <laughs> that's honestly like uh, that's a pretty chilling scene to watch even to yes. this day you know yeah and. And it does illustrate that he's not the same person anymore. You know, he's he's become a totally different, totally different man just based on his experience. Yeah, he and, those people have been murdered. I mean, I think everybody yeah. in there dies, right? I mean, it was yeah, it was and he kills everybody. Yeah, he killed everybody. That's interesting. You say that because Sam Raimi's known for the Evil Dead movies, and he's done. You know, we know this horror part of his, you know, directing and things and movies he's made. And I never have thought about that. You're right. That is a very scary scene when those arms come to life because he's laying face down on that operating table, and uh, the way they attack is like you would see, uh, you know, something jump at you in one of these scary movies, or even like an alien movie where the alien, you know, in aliens yeah. where those face huggers jump at you, it kind of reminds yeah. me of something like that, you know. But uh, and it's just done willy nilly. He just murders what there's what four or five people in there ladies yeah, too just, i mean it's just everybody i mean it's, <laughs> he's killing everybody it doesn't even think twice about it so and he puts everybody at risk on the train he would have killed everybody on the train had peter not stopped it which is an awesome yeah. scene by the way right where he has to stop yeah, that train definitely one of the most iconic scenes in, in superhero media yeah man it's just such a good and for the purists again Maybe you don't like that he's shooting webs out of his body. He doesn't have the right. web shooters. I would have liked the web shooters, but again, you kind of forgive certain things. So Johnny, please forgive Kingpin throwing a car, man. We 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 have Spider-Man shooting webs out of his body. That's not in the comics either. So I, I, yeah, that wasn't in, <laughs> that was in like what if comics when he was you know growing like six arms and evolving stuff like oh that. yeah yeah that's a that's pretty cool i like how they they did the arms on uh the suit the armored suit he gets with uh yeah. iron man which is really cool i think whenever you watch um is that that's not Endgame. that's infinity war which i think is a better movie than Endgame. but if you watch yeah. avengers um infinity war when we finally get to see the suit and it's revealed, it's just so good. And, and of course, we were seeing Spider-Man for the first time in Civil War, right? right. Uh, as far as you know, him coming in and doing some stuff. I think it may have been he may have cameoed in the prior movie, right? Or they talk about it. Uh, maybe it was um, uh, was it Captain America or no? They um, so they stated so like his first appearance was civil war but like i also said yeah. like there's uh, the little kid in um iron man 2 where oh robot, that's right yeah like, that's what yeah, i was talking about he's got supposed the iron to be man him, right? on. yeah, yeah. that's supposed to be a uh, young peter parker uh, yeah, and they confirmed so cool. that to be true which is what you know knowing marvel they probably didn't plan that from the start but you know they they like to try to connect everything that they do and so they, they got to find ways to tie everything together so, oh yeah, they, and they, and I'm glad that they have the rights. I know Sony had the rights for the longest for uh, Spider-Man, and then they got the rights for a little while. But I think the deal is up after this movie, isn't it? Doesn't it go back to Sony or something like that? Yeah, uh, after this movie is uh, their the deal with you know their partnership is supposed to be you know, over with Spider-Man, and and the thing is Tom Holland says he uh, 
he wants to take a break from doing Spider-Man. Oh wow! Um, so, okay. so this is, and a lot of people say this like this is like kind of like the end game as in terms for Spider-Man movies. Um, I'm, I'm supposed to go see it like actually uh, tonight, so mm-hmm. you know, I'll give it'll be. I'll give my thoughts on that later on. But, That'd be um, great. That'd be great. I, I think the same thing. I'm taking my kids and going to watch it. It's probably too hectic. You know, when you get my age, you know, we're, <laughs> I'm older <laughs> than you. And so when we get my age, it's like, okay, I used to love going to this crowded theaters. Uh, and it's nothing to do with, you know, thinking I'm going to get sick or something like that. No, it's not. Like I just don't want to be around that many people because everybody's <laughs> loud. They're talking, uh, you know, maybe, maybe somebody's crying. I don't know what's going on. And so I just am like this point. Okay, look, let me watch this when this has died down a little bit or maybe during the week. I'll take yeah. the kids and, you know, my kids are older anyway. So you can sit and watch it and enjoy it because I've been in several movies. Now, when I was younger, I guess it didn't bother me because I was one of the ones talking in the movie where people are talking and they got their phones out and they're recording or typing and i'm like it's gonna be the most annoying thing ever yeah you're trying you're texting somebody about what's for dinner and we're in the middle of a dramatic (laughs) scene and the reason i know you're talking you're texting somebody about what's for dinner is because i can read your texts because you have your brightness all the way if if you're gonna do it do it covert man you know put that brightness level all the way down at least be on the top bro too yeah and you know Turn the ringer off. It should not be on. I don't even want to hear the vibrate. You just need to, every now and then, look at if you're having an important call or something. First of all, maybe I question whether or not you should be in this movie theater. I think, you know, if you have an important call, you need to be home for that or somewhere else. Um, you want to sit in a Starbucks? That's fine. But we're watching a movie here. We're trying to enjoy it. And I don't uh, need yeah, your I bright see- screen coming on there when I'm trying to watch uh, it. I've, I've been seeing a bunch of memes for, like, you know, people because people are really excited for the spider-man movie yeah just because the, you know the possibility of toby and andrew being in it and you know as much as people you know would like to say they're going to see tom's movie like um the the hype the hype for this movie really comes from the fact that there's going to be the spider-man we grew up with in the movie uh, yeah a lot of the that's villains a, that we yeah that's exactly with, right and, yeah, that's the other thing, the villains, man. I mean, to be able to have the villains, Doc Ock, we talked about, but what, uh, Vulture, uh, we saw in the, in the trailer, Sandman's in there, um, yeah, Electro, Sandman, uh, Electro. Uh, although Electro looks like they, they fixed that problem with the eels and the blue skin or whatever that was. Yeah, and and, the, um, and you can see it in the in the trailers. He has... Um, he has like a outfit. He has an arc right? reactor. He yeah, has an arc yeah, reactor. Yeah. Like oh, okay. Iron Man suit. Like, I think oh, it's like... Wow. Uh, I think it's like channeling his his power. That's why he's not blue anymore. Yeah. I think he's using it as like a conduit almost. I think they're trying to fix that stupid storyline. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Trying to get away from yeah, the eels. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that eel eel dental don't take your insurance anymore. So they, they need to move on past that. So. And uh, I'm not sure if you uh, if you saw the last uh, Venom movie. But, no, uh, you know what? I, I talked to a buddy about it. Um, I got a good buddy, Mike, and uh, he saw it. And he bought it. He sent me a picture of the Blu-ray. And I'm like, man, I know. I need to watch it. Um, uh, I think, you know, Johnny the Critical Critic's critical, critical about everything. So I don't know if he liked it. But Chicano Vega liked it. And I'm not as harsh on the movie. So I'll probably enjoy it. I like Woody Harrelson. So I think it'll probably yeah, be good. Um, Did you saw it then? Yeah, I saw it. I went and saw it in theaters. Um, uh-huh. 
this didn't spoil the plot of the movie for you, but uh, at the very end, right, this is a post-credit, right? Mm-hmm. And it's Venom showing up in the MCU. Oh, nice. Yeah, like, uh, so like the spell that Doctor Strange and Spider-Man mess up, you know, it pulls everybody into the MCU, you know, they're trying to create their the multiverse now so that you know all their properties can work together everything they do is still going to be considered mcu stuff and yeah i wonder how they're going to do that with them losing the license and all that or what i wonder what's how they're gonna maybe they are gonna they might just be playing hardball man and and, and are going to hammer out a deal at the last second i mean it could happen it it could and maybe and maybe since you know they do have a multiverse that sony will be in control of the movies but and Marvel won't have such a big of a hand to play in what they just with the with the narrative. Yeah, because um, I know they have because of Sony having the Spider-Man verse, right? They had Spider-Man, which they you know kind of lent out to the MCU. But that's why they had Venom, and then we heard about what Morbius coming up. That's part of that same same world, and they were talking yeah. about doing a Sinister Six, which never happened. So I think um, since they ha- have the rights for all that stuff, man, this is just them trying to release as many cool things as they can with this. And it's just a shame, like certain things they could have done so much better. If you're talking about like, the darker characters like Morbius and stuff, I was talking yeah. to another podcast how they had a team up with Morbius, Ghost Rider, Blade, and I want to say it was one other magic type of character. And uh, it was really well done in the comics. But we haven't had something like that, you know, in the movies. Because I'll be honest with you, I mean, looking back at the Ghost Rider, I know the first one I guess was okay, but the second one was really dumb, and it just—I don't know—it just seemed like it could have been really good movie. Like when you watch the first Blade, it's dated, uh, but not a bad movie. But then they start getting ridiculous, you know. It's like. you know, when are we going to yeah. get something good? I know they're going to release a new Blade too, right? It's going to be another ca- another guy playing them. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be a, a show on Disney Plus they're going to bring out Blade for. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So yeah. I, I I liked it when it was Wesley Snipes. The other character, the other man playing him, I know he came out on um, he came out on the show Forty Four Hundred. He's a real good mm. actor. I'm trying to look him up real quick, but. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I enjoy it, and and I, they played a lot of the Blade stuff with Morbius and things like that. I thought it was, you know, a decent storyline. And then sometimes you tie in stuff like to maybe uh, Dracula and things like that, and because they have they had these comics. You know, I was talking to Johnny, the critical critic, about it. Was that the old comics where you had like these scary stories, you know, these spooky stories, and you had like the Wolfman, Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, uh, the Mummy, things like that, and so yeah. I think they were they were real cool. I mean, it was cool to see those stories because you had, you know, it was all all encompassed in one comic book. You didn't have to get a whole series. They would kind of close it out, and it might even be thicker, which I thought was you know kind of cool because. You, you, sometimes as a kid, you know, you're not able to buy the whole series, man. But right. you, you can figure it out, you know, kind of read it, see the story come to conclusion. And usually the good guys win. So that's just cool. And so it was just cool. Like if you saw the evil character like Dracula or even the Wolfman, you kind of see maybe in the Wolfman, he didn't mean to be that way. 
you feel bad for him and then um you know as far as dracula and pure evil and and what's uh you know what how do they kill him how do they take him out he's got so his powers are so uh incredible so i i think that's uh that's a cool thing i'm look, trying to look up this yeah. this character it's uh i think it's Marisha Mar- ali yeah Mar- mahershala ali i was trying to look up say the name but i, I couldn't <laughs> Yeah, Mashallah Ali, I believe. Yeah, is how you yeah, say it. he's a good actor, man. Um, so I've seen him a few other things too, so uh, that would be pretty good. Well, awesome, man. And in terms of the uh, Spider-Man, the new one coming out, which um, you say you're going to watch it, uh, what do you? Is there something you're thinking is going to be like you're really looking forward to? You you mentioned maybe what Tobey Maguire is that who you really? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm honestly just looking forward to. Uh... Hopefully, you know, seeing Toby and Andrew show up in the movie is what I'm looking forward to. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like I'm, my, my excitement level is, you know, it's high, but I don't have super high expectations. As I, I believe, Homecoming was good. Uh, Far from Home was was just not my cup of tea, honestly. Um, I thought. I mean, they try to give us a twist villain with Mysterio, but if you know if you know anything about Spider-Man, that was a lo- like coming from a mile away. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree you know, with I you. Just... His armor and everything has he looked cool, but and and I and I I liked uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. I think he's a, a great actor. I liked the, the movie, real underrated movie. If you haven't seen it with him, is Prince of Persia. Man, fantastic movie, just really good. I remember watching that with my oldest daughter, uh, man, years ago when it came out, and I, I just didn't think I, we were trying to figure out something to watch in the theater, and nothing was out. And I said, "Hey, uh, let, let's go check this out. Let's watch this movie." We left that theater and said, "Oh my gosh, that was one of the best movies! And just action and good storyline, and just you know, it's just fantastic." And we're like, "It was to me. a really good movie. <laughs> yeah. It was good." And I thought to myself. Man, I you know, you, you ever has that ever happened to you? You ever seen a movie? You're like, I didn't even think anything of it. What is this? And you just are blown away. You knew nothing about it, and you're blown away because I know it was based on the video game, of course. And I played the video game. I played the old one. And there was an old one on Super Nintendo too, but they had a computer game. But they had one on Super Nintendo, which is a side scroller, and you're kind of, you know, more like. Uh, trying to figure out how to get through the levels and jump and things like that. And they made newer ones, but that's how they, the games used to be. But, yeah, and you know, I, I we didn't think nothing of it. That, that really surprised me would... was got to be um, Rogue One. Uh, and we went to see that oh, movie. Oh, yeah. That. And yeah. that's probably the, the last movie that really, like, surprised me by uh, how level of good it was because yeah. a lot of the new Star Wars movies were like, man, what is this? What am I watching? I watched that with you? Yeah, we did. (laughs) I don't even remember, Matt. Wow. So we went to the theater. Is that the theater we went to? Where uh, I'm a I'm a hefty man and I could not fit behind those little Yeah, that it was that one. (laughs) Let me tell you something. You know, I've been to like uh We've been there twice. We saw we saw Wonder Woman there and then we saw Star Wars. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess it was forgettable moments, man. Sorry. No man, yeah, it's, I'm pretty forgettable. <laughs> no, no, no. I remember watching uh, Wonder Woman, but I, I don't remember watching it with you. But I remember watching it. I guess you know what it is. They were so good. I wasn't thinking about anything else, man. But the one thing right. I do remember is I've been to Movie Tavern and a few other places, 
and those tables are not that small to get behind to get into the chairs and these are stationary tables man they were like bolted down you cannot move them <laughs> and i thought to myself i'm not gonna be able to watch this movie with my buddy here because uh kt is a slim guy he can fit in these little chairs i cannot get behind this table man i squeezed in <laughs> <laughs> you know felt like the blob I had to get my gut <laughs> underneath the the table and then I think we did we get food and everything or what I think so yeah I, that's secondary the main thing was us having a good time and watching that movie I vaguely remember watching Wonder Woman with you I do know this I, I was so impressed with Wonder Woman that I took Johnny to the movies I said let's go you gotta see this and he had his doubts and he left there saying, "Man, that's one of the best comic book movies I've ever seen." I go, "Yeah, it was such a such a good movie." That one I expected to be to be good, so I was like, "Okay, this better be good," and it was. And it, I was so impressed that it was that good. I was shocked almost, but it was just like, "Wow!" But I at least had expectations. You're right. Seeing Rogue One, I thought, "Okay, this will probably be okay," because you know some of the other stuff have been okay, and that's like one of the best movies if I, if I, I have a top three I'm going to do in uh, in Star Wars and I'll just tell you out of all the movies it's in the top three alright so yeah we were talking about the uh, Star Wars Rogue One and Wonder Woman and things like that we bring it into all these movies because we're talking about Spider-Man but KT, we were talking about how movies have shocked us. They were so good. And I'm hoping in this movie that we're going to watch with Spider-Man that we have expectations, high expectations. It would be nice to be shocked how good it is rather than be shocked how bad it is. Do you really think they're going to make a great movie here or are they going to maybe drop the ball? What do you think? I think, uh, honestly, I think it's going to be probably a pretty good movie. It's like, because Marvel knows that, you know, their Spider movies have made money, but they haven't been, it, have, it haven't been the attention grabbers or like the mainstays that people are looking for. Because you go out there, look at any forum, any ranking, I mean, the, the Sam Raimi movies are still above those movies. Yeah. And I think they're, they're looking to just have maybe just one of them that's up there, you know, in terms of quality. And to do that, bring back <laughs> bring back the ones that made it great, right? Toby yeah, McGuire and, you gotta, you gotta and Andrew Garfield. The, bring back the nostalgia value to you know to make it even a better movie. And, but, yeah, I think that what we talked about too is not only them but the villains. To be able to see Willem Dafoe back as Green uh, Goblin, of course, we talked about the fantastic Alfred Molina as. Dr. Octopus, but I saw in the trailer, you saw what, the lizard was there too, Sandman, Electro, uh, you mentioned maybe possibly Venom, so, man, it's gonna be fantastic, man, to see all these characters. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice, man. I think, I believe it'll be pretty good. Yeah, I think it'll be good, that's what I was gonna say, I think it'll be a good one, I think they have too much riding on this to, to ruin it, but it's a great idea, not only for nostalgia, to get everybody together. I've talked about it on another podcast. It's brilliant marketing because you're going to have all these toys 
as a collector of toys too, you know, this, these lines of toys are going to be fantastic to be able to get back to the old, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, the old Green Goblin figures, things like that. Those are stuff come around. And of course, if you have the classic as a collector, if you have these classic figures, maybe still in the box of the old Spider-Man, the old uh, uh, Green Goblin, uh, Dr. Octopus. I can imagine Dr. Octopus, an old sealed Dr. Octopus from Spider-Man 2 is probably shot up in value because, uh, man, people want that stuff. And to have that, I'll tell you right now, if I found one that was a decent price, I, I just would buy it because I know it's going to skyrocket. So uh, it's really cool, man. Well, man, uh, it's been great having you on Nerd Alert. I, I really uh, value your input, KT, and it's been great uh, talking to you. We look forward to having you back on, man. I uh, hope you had yeah, a good time. I mean, I had a great time. I love being on. I love being on. It's like, and maybe next time we can we can talk about a little more things besides Spider-Man. We kept getting on topic, so we, there's a lot of things we can talk about. <laughs> Definitely, I know you. You and I are both Superman fanatics, so I have an idea for a podcast uh, that I was telling a couple other guests about. I think it's Chicano Vega and uh, Boy Blue, and the podcast is The Case for Superman, because he gets a lot of hate. A lot of people hate on him, and I'm like, dude, this not, you, you guys got him all wrong. You know, he's not uh, the guy coming in there, it's like a Boy Scout. He's got a dark side, too, and there's some good storyline with Superman, so... I'd definitely like to have you on. Maybe we can do it. I could three or four people on that one. I think we can all have a forum on that one. It would be fun. That sounds good to me. All right. Well, I appreciate you tuning in to Nerd Alert. I'm Marty McGeek, and I want to remind everybody to like, subscribe, to follow, because let's keep this thing going, man. We're having a good time as nerds, all talking about this cool, nerdy things, whether it be toys, movies, uh, anything like that, Car cartoons, comic books. Uh, I know we have listeners out there in... Um, we talked about it last time. We've got some in the UK now, um, and we've got some people in Finland. We got, of course, the, the U.S. So it's great. It's, it's growing. Oh, Germany! Forgot. I can't forget about Germany too. So it's fantastic, man. Let's keep this, these countries, more and more countries, everybody listening, so we can keep this thing going. But anyway, guys, uh, get your geek on. We'll see you next time. Bye. Adios.